the Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Brought to you by the Civic Sedan, delivering exhilarating performance and fuel efficiency. Visit Honda.ie. Brent Pope, Six Nations Rugby Live at Five with thanks to the sleek and sporty Honda Civic Sedan. Test drive one today at Honda.ie. Well, Brent, we... Um, we saw a, a new approach from Andy Farrell in, in, in one area this week, at least. Team came out Tuesday. Andy Farrell announced it. Brent. Yeah, great for the media. Yeah, we always have to wait till the last. Well, for, for years, for years, because I have a, a, a column there. For years, I've had to write because the column deadline is Thursday at lunchtime, and because the team has never come out at that stage, I've always had to speculate, which sometimes got you in a bit of trouble because you'd select the team and then yeah. it wouldn't be anything like it. <laughs> but I mean, Joe Schmidt did that. Andy Farrell is actually interesting enough. Andy Farrell has put a number of changes into the kind of regiment, which is not an unusual thing to do for a new coach to come in. Once you change things up a bit, so what's he done? He's announced the team a lot earlier. Some people say that's a good thing in the sense that the players know and can get ready a lot earlier. Other people would say it doesn't work so well because you want to keep the players on tender hooks to know who's going to be selected. I prefer to go with Andy Farrells. I think I'd rather know earlier on the week. Um, he's also moved them out of Carton House where they were based with Joe Schmidt for so long. Uh, out to Abbotsford, change of training venue, different atmosphere. And change, yeah, and well, the one thing, the big change, really? the big change to me was I was in town and I saw everybody crowded around the Shelburne at a very early time, about two hours before the match, or would have over two hours, two and a half hours before the match, uh, getting onto the bus. And I thought, wow, that's really early to get to the ground. So by the time they did that, they walked around the ground, they had their kind of. I suppose discussion meetings, their backs meeting, their fours meetings. They then went out and had their, their their run on, but it's a long time. That would be the only thing that I'd probably disagree with. I think as a player, you like to get there, get out, get, there, out, get the job done, yeah, and get yeah. the job done. So look, that's a, that's that's a, that's a learning curve. Either either he'll talk to the players and they'll either say, look, that worked, or they'll say, let's change it about. But I do believe in changing things up because you've got to give players a new perspective, but something a bit interesting outside the game. Let's talk about that team in a few minutes. The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Six Nations Rugby Live at Five. And from the People's Panel, Alex, how are you looking at things this week? Um, hi, Pat. Yeah, thanks very much. Look, I just think I was really disappointed that weekend by Andy Farrell by the Ireland team. And I think we're going backwards in the way we're playing the game. It's a continuation from Joe Smith, and we just need change. We need something different. You know, Conor Murray, every time we're in our 22, it's just, it's, look, we're trying to box kick. It's not working. If you compare that to, let's say, the French team with Dupont, I think Dupont in France, every time he gets the ball in his 22, you know, he's looking to attack space. He's playing the ball all over the pitch. He's bringing energy to their attack, and we're just lackluster. I do, you know, I think, I think Cooney should be starting, but unfortunately, look, he's not. I love Peter O'Marney. I think he's an absolute legend of the game in this country. And look, obviously, he's the captain of Munster. But I don't think he should be starting. And I know he is. But I would actually start Max Deegan at eight. I think he brings more in terms of being a ball carrier than Peter O'Marney does. And look, I think it's just something that's needed, especially against Wales. It's something else that would have done, I think, in the centres. I think now without Gary Ringrose, we lack creativity. We have one of the most creative and best backlines in the competition, but we just don't use them effectively. And um, what I would have done if I had Carl, I would have actually started Keith Earls in the centre, and I would have kept Jacob Stockdale and um, Andrew Conway on the wing. The fact that our backline is Jordan Larmer, Jacob Stockdale, 
you know, Gary Ringrose when he's playing and, and Johnny Sexton, obviously, like, they're so creative and we're just not playing rugby. Unfortunately, I think this weekend, I do think Wales are actually going to beat us. Um, I think they can easily go out and win the Grand Slam. They looked brilliant last weekend and it's just typical Wales. No one ever expects them, but they always do it. Well, there's a lot to go on there. But how much of that are you on side with? I'm on Brent? side with a couple of things. I think uh, Alex has a good, pretty good reading of the game. Actually, enjoy his comments mm, yeah, each week. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. In, I wouldn't agree in principle with a couple of things. I think when looking back on that game again, I watched a couple of times. There are some green shoots there we can work on. I thought that you know Ireland's back play at times they were will, willing to run it a bit more. I think Lama run it back every time. Conway came off his wing a couple of times. Stocktail come off his wing um, so there were green shoots there to look forward to that there is a different style given that Cat has only had a couple of weeks Mike Cat the attack coach has only had a couple of weeks to put this in place so I did see uh, some differences in the way that Ireland were trying to play um, use the short side a lot as well but I would agree with the fact that Conor Murray is not the player he was in 2018 let's face it he's a big player he's six foot one, six foot two. he's heavy I'd like to see him breaking more uh, you know, I mean, breaking in the yes. sense that uh, yeah, not breaking, not breaking bones, in the, but breaking around a bit like Dupont. He's a different type of player, uh, and I get that he's a different type of player for Cooney. I'm a bit surprised. I would have thought that John Cooney could have come back into uh, this team for this why, week. Why, why is why is he not doing it? I think it's kind of safety first, and I think Still. you know he, he is playing the psychological long game in the sense that he's saying to Conor Murray, "Look, you're world class." Like he's saying to Robbie Henshaw and these guys as well, "You're world class." Let Let's get some confidence back. Let's get some play back into you, uh, some form play back into. But at some stage, you do that to the detriment of the team. If you've got a guy waiting there that's performing and saying, hold on, what have I got to do to get in the team? It's not the best for team morale. So I thought Cooney would have got in. I thought CJ Stander was outstanding. No. I like him as a six. I think Peter Money actually came on and played well when he came on. But I would sort of be in agreement too that let's have a look at what Max D can bring. A bit like Kieran Dyrus last week. Let's see what he can bring. He's a young guy. He's the future. Let's give him a game against tough opposition. Um, so I'd agree with those. I certainly wouldn't agree with bringing Keith Earls into, into the centre. So that's where Alex, I think, has got it wrong. Do you like him as yeah. a wing? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, you know, Keith Earls has never let Ireland down. He's a fabulous player. He plays above his weight, but he's just not a centre. You know, he's not a particularly great passer of the ball. He's a good finisher. He's a brave defender. But he shouldn't be in the centres. And I don't any experiment they've had with Keith Earls in the centre hasn't worked. Okay. Uh, I don't think he'd even want to play there. So I agree with those things. Um, I don't agree with that. I think that, you know, probably let's have a look at this week. I think that Wales could beat Ireland, but I just have a suspicion Ireland will get it right. The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Nations Rugby Live at Five, thanks to the sleek and sporty. Honda Civic Sedan, you can test one, drive, uh, test one, drive, test drive one. Today, Brent? I uh, I believe you met uh, a friend of mine on, <laughs> yeah. on on Saturday at the match. A rather intoxicated friend, I would have to oh, say. You should have seen him later on. Yeah. Well, there was a, a bit of that about, I'd have to say. It was the first of the Six Nations people have been on the dry, so to speak, for January, wanting to get out, so there was a fair bit of... Uh, I suppose there was a fair bit of fun yeah. around. I made the mistake actually of of going to the game, and I for the for the want of being trendy and somewhat fashionable because I know I you know you know I have a yeah. fantastic yeah. fashion brand. Yeah. Uh, but for the want of being that, I wore a, a, a jacket out when I got on the bus. An old lady turned to me and she said, 
oh, she said, what are you wearing tartan for? And I thought, oh, oh my God, I am. Oh. Now, it wasn't a bad tartan. It wasn't a kilt tartan, but it was tartan nonetheless. So out of complete respect for the, for the Irish culture, which I'm a part of, I stopped, I got off the bus, and I went and bought a green scarf with Ireland on it uh, yeah. just to make up for just, it. Just to make up for That's it. That's it. Okay. Well, I hope it survived the encounter with my mate Justin. Because well, I, I don't I think I came what, home with the scarf. I know, I know what part of the building you met him in. Yes. And I'm sure you could both hold your own perfectly <laughs> well in there. <laughs> The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Six Nations Rugby Live at Five and from the People's Panel, Dr. Dave, PhD. How did you feel after uh, last Saturday? Yeah, I suppose, Pat, what I'd say to you is, you know, the joy of the Six Nations, as you, everybody was talking beforehand, once again about how Ireland were going to put, you know, a score up on Scotland. And, uh, you know, in the end, Scotland gave it to us. We were, we were lucky to get out of jail. Uh, like, that's just inexcusable. The missed try. Obviously, we don't feel too sad for them, but, uh, you know, they could they could and should have won that game. Like, we're not the Harlem Globetrotters. I mean, we're, we're an ordinary enough rugby playing side. You know, even when we play well, we, we pull off the odd trick move, but we're mostly a grunt. As well, on the positive side, every new chapter, new squad, it's great to see cameos. Like, so, apart from the obvious, you know, CJ Sander having a brilliant match. I thought it was cool to see Devon Toner come on and do his bit. Uh, it was obviously tough on the new lad to go off to us, but, um, you know, Cooney coming on made a point as well. So, you know, there's life uh, life in the tournament for us, but we're, we're absolutely haunted. I like I like the sort of balance of softness in Doctor David. What do you think? Are you still thinking? No, we need more. No, I think uh, I think you know he's got a point. He's got a well. He's obviously got a point about Hog not putting the ball down. That's just a schoolboy, oh, you know. And he should have stood up on and as a captain after that match, which he probably did, and, and apologised to his players and his coach because in some ways he cost them the momentum in that game. And that was just a lazy finish from a professional player. But park that. Uh, I think that you know. I don't think he's possibly giving enough credit to Ireland. I mean, remember they were the number one ranked side going into the World Cup. They beat the All Blacks on a couple of occasions. They were a creative side. They just lost their way a wee bit for, for a year. But there's certainly enough, as I say, green shoots in there to suggest that they can have a pretty good Six Nations. I think they can bounce back with a performance against Wales. Um, I don't think Wales, you know, it's hard to gauge them from their win against Italy. Uh, they'll come to, to town, cock a hoop, but that's possible the best time that Ireland can get them but uh, no there's a lot to, there's a lot of there's a lot of good things and I said you're right it's when you look at these things in retrospect I mean maybe even in my column I was a bit harsh because I went to the game Pat expecting so much and it didn't deliver it didn't deliver and I came away and my initial reaction was you know a bit of tub thumping a bit of oh god we've gone nowhere or something like that. but when I watched it again I started to see I said you know some improvements in some area and they just eliminate the mistakes and say pick a few players that are on form then I think they can get back to a pretty good place Nova Noise shortly The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie Radio Nova Drive with uh, Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. Six Nations Rugby live at five with thanks to the sleek and sporty Honda Civic sedan. You can test drive one, but you just check it out first at uh, honda.ie. Brent Pope is here. I don't know how um, personal you want to get here. Yeah. I cannot stand Eddie Jones. I cannot bear Eddie Jones in mm. any way. I don't like the way he looks. I don't like the way he <laughs> sounds. 
And I hate the things he says. Hold on, Eddie's at the door. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on, Eddie. It splatters when you hit it, apparently. But uh, what about you? Two like years that. ago at Agribida, I thought he did a lot to bring a bit of character and a bit of colour to the World Cup. And I ended up in the World Cup actually quite enjoying his smirky face, even though it annoyed me. Right. Coaches have become too bland. Let's get, you know, let's get a few personalities. Let's get a few people we love to hate, you know, in there. But could, yes, he looks a bit like a Thunderbird's puppet. Yes, he has this sly smirk on his face. But, you know, maybe, maybe he's just winding everybody up like you. Maybe he is. I think that, you know, yes, he, yes, he's guilty. He's guilty of being... Ar- you see, Stuart Lancaster, who's over here now with Leinster, as you know, is a thoroughly likeable guy who created a thoroughly likeable English side that suddenly players started to think, hold on, these guys are quite good on the pitch and off the pitch. We're enjoying them. We like them. Worst thing that could happen for English sport because people love to hate the English. Mm, I mean, you talk to anybody around the world, who do they want to beat the Poms? You know, doesn't matter. Universally. And the Australians. Yeah, universally. But universally. So Eddie Jones has brought that, single-handedly has kind of brought that universal detest of an arrogant English side. The players aren't actually arrogant themselves. It's Eddie Jones that's leading the charge. But I know the jury's still out for me. I I quite like him. But let's have some characters in the game. Yeah, I it's not the bloody wrestling. Actually, now listen, there's someone, <laughs> yeah. there's someone else who has a very strong opinion on how Eddie Jones behaved last weekend, and I'll get him on the radio in a few minutes. The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Radio Nova, Drive, the Pat Courtney and Brent Pope, Six Nations, Rugby Live at Five, and I can't stand the Australian coach of England, Eddie Jones. Now, Brent thinks he's is like a bit like one of those, the wrestling figures that people love to hate. And that that brings some colour to the game. But another fella, Brent, that has no love for Mr Jones is his fellow Aussie and your fellow telepondent Matt Williams. This was Matt last weekend talking about the England team and their coach. They were the best team at the World Cup. Mm. Now, but I, I actually put a lot of the blame this on Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones this week has been arrogant, said they want to be the best team of all time. Now, look at that performance there. Like, I mean, why do you say something stupid like that? Mm. What put the pressure on your players? I'll read something here. It says, France are young, inexperienced, don't know how to fight. They can expect an absolute brutality from England. We're all listening to this. This is beauty. I love Eddie saying this sort of stuff. We're going out to make sure they understand what Test Rugby is. It's about brutality and physicality. It's about dominating the set piece. Mm. You know, now, if you're sitting there and you're an English player, you're going, coach, shut up. Stop, shh, don't. Like, why poke the bear? <laughs> why poke the bear? <laughs> well, in fairness, in France's case, you're actually poking the cock, but still. <laughs> he, um, I, I would, you and yeah. I both occasionally take issue with uh, Mr Williams, but I thought that was on the money. What about you? Yeah, he's right. Uh, it's funny that Eddie Jones, what is it? I know he's born in Japan, but he spent a lot of time in Australia, obviously. Um, I, I agree I agree with the second part. Yes, it's arrogant, and it's arrogant, and, and players would tell you why give newspaper headlines, why motivate? Because even the French players said afterwards, after the game, they did say, look, what Eddie Jones had said, we took to heart and, and we played better because of it. So that's a big really? no-no. That's a big no-no, even when I was coaching myself. Why give... 
the opposition. Why fire them up? Yeah, why fire them up? So that was a mistake. I don't know whether it's a, it's a mistake, really, the first part of it, to say, I want to create the best team in the world. I don't think that's being arrogant, I'd have to say. That's like an all-black coach might say, you know what, I've given five years, I'm going to create the best team in the world. I think that's- you should say it to them. I think you should encourage that way of thinking, Brent, but I don't think you should say it to the rest of the world because that puts the boys under an an unnecessary amount of pressure. No, but he wa- I don't think he was saying that. He was saying, I want to create that. I don't think he was putting that much undue pressure on his players. He was just saying, I want to create environment. I want to create the best team in the world. It's a bit arrogant as far as he is concerned because yeah. it's like saying, like, I'm the master coach and I'm going to create that. But certainly, okay. I agree with Matt on the second part. I mean, to come out the week before saying, okay, look, we're going to show these kids a lesson. <laughs> My God, it's like, you know, somebody telling you they're going to beat you up in the, in the playground somewhere in your Sunday front up and knock them on yeah. their bum on the first punch but I mean it's it's no that was that was just stu- that was right. stupid 24-17 later is a lot more but stupid that's, uh, yeah. but that's that's Eddie to a T and I'm sure he's not going to change and I'm sure afterwards he was quite gracious and he said we were beaten by the better side so he wasn't he wasn't you know that arrogant to not uh, try to deny France the spoils but uh, yeah stupid thing to say so I agree with Matt well done Matt well done mate The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Speaker of the House, Pat Courtney, and the unimpeachable Brent Pope. Six Nations Rugby, live at five. And that's Morrissey's latest, Bobby, don't you think they know? Bobby, don't you know? <laughs> yeah. That song has you obsessed now, doesn't it? Well, just... Y- y- it's amazing. I heard it last it's week. Amazing. It's an amazing song. It is a powerful And I tried piece to work out, like you were asking on here, uh, 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 who Bobby is or who oh, Bobby yeah. was. I thought maybe it was yeah, a Bobby yeah. Kennedy, but no. the lyrics are very smart or very weird. I can't I can't get them, uh, but I mean, it's no, it's in my brain it's, now. It's, but uh, uh, Do you ever get that, that thing, uh, the, the expression, the Germans invented the expression, earworm. And you know, oh. a song's doing a loop in your head and it's only a tiny bit of it. And it could, and it could be a song that you loved. Until it's been stuck in your head for a week. It drives you mad. It's oh. like, I'm just going back to it. To, I'm looking at the um, the stereo gear in here and the the, um, the needle, that, which is coming back. Vinyl's coming back, as we know. Has done. Um, so <laughs> I was at home in recent years. You know, I lost my dad last year, but it's a sort of st- a story a story against him. I was home at Christmas time and I had saved, I had bought a, a, a Technics. If anybody's at the Technics Linear Drive turntable years ago in the 80s, and they only made them for three or four years, and you could hang them up on the wall and the needle would go, could go across and oh, you push I little buttons. Yeah. Yeah, the, linear, yeah, with the amplifiers. And they would well, stand up. And yeah, they, stand yeah, up. Yeah. And they become really collectible. So I was hunting around the garage for mine that I kept in pristine condition, only used once or twice at university, and I started to go on eBay and look at the stuff in New Zealand, the equivalent to trade me and thinking... I mean, that, that turntable is now worth about two and a half thousand New Zealand dollars or more for good condition. My father had taken it down to the Salvation Army no. shop. Look, he, no. he used to take everything. And I started talking to them. And my brother said, well, you can laugh about or cry about that. No. He said he also took a sofa down that I collected that was worth about five grand no. because it was a Scandinavian design. Oh, God, God bless your dad. But, you know, and he would have gone down. He would have gone down to the, to the Salvation Army. He would have said, look, this is taking up uh, junk in the house. Uh, and will you take it off my hands? Oh. So he would have given it away for free. Well, give it away for free. Oh, as he would have. They took my brother's couch to the dump. 
No. He didn't even <laughs> My brother collects uh, like he's got a great eye for kind of Scandinavian furniture, Art Deco furniture, and he got this beautiful sofa and two chairs, which Dad loaded up. Uh, on the back of a trail, off to the dump he went, <laughs> off the dump he went, and he pushed it in the pit, all five grand's worth of it. But anyway, oh. so I didn't feel so bad there, so after that, but... Actually, no, Brent, that's not a bad idea. Stories. Well, what we'll do is if somebody comes... I'll tell you what I'll do, even more than that, you wow. know, I'll, I'll donate... I'll, well, I'll donate a Pope shirt, which is, which is a good prize, for somebody that comes on and tells me a story that... One of their parents or relations gave away something oh, in a vertical. No, 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 because no? you'll, you'll have to give away about 80, 80 20. No, but I'll pick the best story. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right. So yeah. people can come on and tell about, because I'm sure there's people out there that are cringing now thinking, oh, my God, my mother and my father did exactly well, the same they, thing. Maybe you did it yourself. You might yeah. have done it yourself. No, never mind. That's what I mean, gave, given something that, that turned out to be valuable. Yeah. Away or whatever, or, or sold a car that was far okay, too cheap so, to suddenly well, crash it. Do, that. We'll do yeah. that next week. So, if you have stories like that, put them together and. Stories we'll, of we'll, regret. We'll, stories we'll, of regret and sadness, like yeah. my technique. <laughs> but we've all done it, haven't we? No. Have you not? Oh, no, you must have. You must have given something away or given some item of clothing. Here's one for you. You give an item of clothing away that you haven't worn and suddenly you give it to your brother, your sister or a friend and it looks good on them. So, oh, God, I wish I got it back. You never felt that way? No. Oh, well, you're unusual. No, you, you, you haven't met my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> They're not fashion icons? Oh, uh, no, listen. <laughs> I got the right jeans and they don't fit me, brother. The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. From Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Pat Courtney and Brent Pope, Six Nations Rugby, live at five. Uh, with Ireland up against Wales at a quarter past two this Saturday. Some of us are still nervously looking back at last weekend against Scotland. People's panellist, Dunica, you weren't happy at all? Right. Looking at the game on Saturday, it was uh, very uninspiring. The Scottish came out and they bullied us. They had some intensity. Now, Ireland don't have the intensity that they had in 2018 where they bet everyone. I'm just wondering what Brent is thinking on that. Like, where has that intensity gone? Yeah, I'll tell you what exactly what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that Ireland were criticised for being too predictable last year in the World Cup, that teams had worked out how to play them, and I think they had. I think that was proven going into the Six Nations where they were poor, followed that up by the World Cup when they were poor. So teams suddenly started saying, look, we have Ireland worked out. So Ireland suddenly changed tact for this season, started saying, maybe we don't have to be so physical, maybe we can be a bit creative. The problem on Saturday was they didn't get it right on either Phase. They made too many mistakes for it to be creative, even though I said again that they, I thought at times they tried to get there, but that also played into the lack of physicality. Scotland, on the other hand, 10 changes from the World Cup uh, team that played the corresponding fixture. Um, Gregor Townsend bring, brought in some big players just to be physical just to be in that situation, knock Ireland around. Ireland were a bit disappointing in the scrum where I thought they would, you know, uh, they would certainly be superior in the tight five. They weren't. Um, Scotland sacked their line out more pretty quickly. They put pressure on them at scrum time and at the breakdown. Uh, but that was a team that was selected by Scotland to do that. Now, Ireland have to learn from that and say, OK, look, if they've got to go back to physical physicality 101, they may need to do that against Wales. So it's a really good point. I don't think they've lost the physicality or the ability to be physical physical because, you know, the likes of Ty Furlong and, and, and these players they, and they Ryan. They're angry guys. Yes, I think they've just got to get angry again, maybe up front first and then start to play the creative ball. Am I being too nice, Brent, but what I'm saying, 
will you let just lay off the lads? It's a brand new. It's a brand new competition. It's a brand new coach. It's a brand new way of doing things. Of bringing the team to 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 the to the ground. Of 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 change the training ground and all this. Just. Give them time to settle down. It was only Scotland and we won. Again, you make a good point. The, the thing is, this is not an amateur game now. And people get restless. Yeah. There's so much expectation there. They see these players being well paid for what they do. When they go to pay the big money to go and watch the matches, they expect results. Go back 20 years ago, people would say, hold on, this guy's going to get up and, and, and shear sheep or whatever, or milk, <laughs> milk cows the next day. So give them a break. Now they're saying, okay, no, people expect it. And I expect it. We, was, we all thought that... Ireland would run maybe five or six tries past Scotland. That was a bit of worry. Nice fine day. Everybody there up for the game. Expectation. One try over 80 minutes from both sides. Showed that teams were nervous. But I will give you this. I will give it. It is the start of a new coach. When you looked up to the coach's box, when they cut to it on on the ground, you saw them punch the air and sort of relief rather than jubilation. Get over the first hump. Get the win in the bag. It's a home win. Move and learn from it and come out against Wales and play a completely different play, which they have the ability to do. The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Radio Nova Drive, a pack ordinary and Brent Pope, Six Nations Rugby Live at five. Now, the inevitable predictions. Last week was a kind of a mixed bag. We're, we're a bit right and a bit wrong and a bit more right than we were wrong. We were radically wrong about some things. We were radically wrong about England yeah. and France, like most people were. Um, I, th- I thought we thought England would win that. We were right against Italy, against Wales. That wasn't a hard one <laughs> to get right. And so we were by, right by, in by, the by sense that, that, that... They really did that Ireland, Yeah, that Ireland uh, beat Scotland. We were just wrong in the sense that we thought that it would be a bit, a bit more comfortable. Yeah. So what am I going to go for this week? I'm going to try to call it again. I think that Ireland will beat Wales. I always believe that Ireland will win their three home games, which is going to be... Scotland, Wales, obviously in Italy. I see nothing to suggest that Ireland can't up their game, pull their socks up a bit, and beat Wales, and the world will be put to rights. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go with that. I don't think Scotland will contain a English side that'll bounce back, and Italy are struggling. Uh, they've always got one or two good performances in them, and you know France could be a sort of team that goes away and dines on their success too early. Uh, that'll be interesting to see that match as well. But um, yeah, I just think let's hope that uh, that Ireland uh, better performance, beat Wales, and then we're back on track for a for a championship or a Grand Slam. We will reconvene next Thursday. Next Thursday it is. This has been the Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. Brought to you by the Civic Sedan Diesel. Available in six-speed manual or a nine-speed automatic. Visit Honda.ie. Join us next week for another podcast or catch the show live Thursdays at five on Radio Nova and Nova.ie.